0: Hola! Welcome to a new episode of True North Nerds. Uh, Why is there a voiceover at the beginning of this instead of uh, just going into the theme song? Uh, So we had a little bit of a technical malfunction that we didn't realize when we were were, uh, recording this episode. And unfortunately, um, Ed, uh, Snowhawk Cosplay, was on the episode and his mic wasn't working properly. So... There will be portions of this episode you will hear him clearly and then other episodes where he's fairly quiet. Um, unfortunately, there was nothing I can really do to fix it more than I did. So um, the only good part is, well, sort of good part, is Ed was not re- was participating in a certain part of the episode. So like for the news pack at the, the beginning, for instance, um, he wasn't really involved too, too much. So it's it, it didn't take away from it. So instead of just scrapping the entire episode, I'm just putting this audio warning in front of it. So there you go. That's the, that's the nature of things. Uh, sometimes technology is not fun, and if you put together a podcast like this every two weeks, you would completely understand what I'm talking about. Um, but in the meantime, uh, here's the latest episode of True North Nerds.
1: Set your as to sexy
2: I see lights uh, now. Yeah.
3: Of <laughs> of that one's Nugget, and that one. Of one's course, that is.
2: Well, Why, um,
4: Steve? Chicken Nugget and Steve. What you should yeah.
5: do is put a, put the picture on the internet and say, "Hey, come to the library and pick up chicks."
2: <laughs> Ooh, no, that's not, actually, not a bad pun. not to touch
3: them.
5: Okay, uh, come to the library. Don't pick
2: up chicks. Come to the library to uh, look uh, at actually, all the chicks. Today's there times, that's more that's more easy. Yeah. He's it got a white better.
3: splotch on his head. That's how I know it's Nugget. Ah ha. It tastes so you like call chicken.
5: It a chicken nugget.
3: Chicken nugget.
5: That's that's. Also,
3: there's that's Benedict. Foreboding
2: of its future. There's also
3: Benedict. Oh. And omelet, and Rudy. Why Rudy? Because he wasn't being very nice.
2: Oh, so he's rude. He's rude. Rudy. Oh. I, I was thinking he was like the smallest one that was going to get put into no, the last was, play he of, he of the was, game. Put me in,
3: coach. Put me in. He was yeah, exactly. Something on the other. Chicken's heads. So this sounds like a re- football game. player. You're going
5: to keep them when they're nice and fluffy. You're going to keep them when the, the real feathers start popping in? they look like little mutant monsters.
3: <laughs> no, we're probably only keeping them <laughs> for a week or two. Oh, okay. And then they're going to a farm.
2: <laughs> they're going oh, sure. yeah, in the pan. farm. Well, they're going
3: to that farm until they grow up and then they're going in a pan, I'm sure. But <laughs> poor <laughs> nugget. Brent won't let me keep them.
0: No, because we do not need chickens because that chair would just kill it.
3: But he has a little white spot on his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, better for, for now. To target with. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome now. everybody to another episode of True North Nerds. Hello.
3: We have so, chickens at the library. <laughs> so I'm so very excited.
0: <laughs> this week we have uh, the the uh, the main cast. We have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. That's me. We have Jen. Howdy. And we also have a returning Snowhawk cosplay. Hi, glad to be back. That's good. Long time listener, <laughs> long time participant. As well.
3: <laughs> first time caller. First time, yeah.
0: Well, no, technically first time caller goes to Alex Greenfield. I think.
3: Did we call Alex once?
0: No, no, we didn't. We we threatened to, but oh, we never right. went through I mean, it. We
3: were
4: doing <laughs> yeah. the Star Trek stuff. Yeah.
0: So this week, we are going to uh, do a wrap-up of Toronto Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason why we asked Ed to come on board, because he was all dressed up and shiny this weekend.
5: For
2: all three days? All three days. Ooh. Jeez,
5: nuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just look at, like, how warm and uncomfortable it's got to be by the end of the day.
5: Uh, so, some of this stuff is. Like, vultures. And- i was done i was done 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 yeah i could have <laughs> because
0: that's like a, a heavy leather jacket you're wearing for yeah with a
2: fur collar it was, and, it was, and, it, that and a helmet not breathe
0: at all and plus a helmet so you're not getting any of it escaping from the, the top good of your thing head with the either.
5: Helmet, there's a few times i put it on on purpose like one guy started talking to me and he was spraying in no. my thing. oh good opportunity to put the bucket
3: on for a picture <laughs> yep <laughs> good idea
0: but before we talk about Toronto Comic Con, we're gonna go through the news. Ryan's got some stuff. I, I do. Think Kevin's got some stuff. Uh, I've no. I've got uh, news for the show, Ooh. so that uh, it, that we will let the listeners in on at the uh, the end of the news pack. But uh, Ryan, what's going on in the world of geekdom?
2: Uh, okay. So pretty much like the day after our last recording, of course, <laughs> of <always> course. <laughs> Uh, they announced John Favreau is going to be executive producing, uh, and writing a live action Star Wars TV series for the Disney streaming channel yep. service.
0: So I guess that Jungle Book money really made up for, uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah. Because people forget he was supposed to do Avengers. He was got the guy that they were supposed to direct and write Avengers, and then Iron Man 2, they weren't happy with, so they took him off of it. I believe he gets a producer credit.
4: Well, he's making Lion King right now.
0: Yeah, well, so, Jungle
4: Book did yeah, phenomenally
0: Jungle well. For <laughs> I went and him, saw you know. that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not discrediting it, but yeah. like you know, they, he's back in the it good graces of the house again. Iron Man
5: two isn't as bad as what everyone makes. No, it's yeah, not I think it was.
0: Movie. I think it was a knee jerk reaction at the time. I don't think he would have made a bad Avengers movie. No. At no. the end of the day, it would probably been would have been like decent, the good, or even as good as the one Joss made, but.
5: Please. Okay, Iron Man 2, better
2: than Age of Ultron? No. No. What? No. Uh, I don't know.
0: I'd have to, wa- I haven't watched Age of Ultron in quite a while. I'd have to, and I just watched Iron Man 2, and it was better than I remembered it being, so.
4: Oh, yeah, we watched that here one day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, interesting stuff. Yep, so um, there was that. No news on where it's going to be, though. Yeah, like, no Disney
2: streaming. Oh, is is it, that was, it on that said streaming? Disney streaming uh, in the articles yeah. I was reading? Yeah, there, there's so why, that's why we're not going to see it until yeah. and you know what, like 2019 is that when that's supposed to start? Yeah, yeah. so Probably no fall sooner. of 2019.
5: So be interesting where it fits. Yeah. What part of Star Wars?
2: Well, exactly. That's the well. I guess going forward, that's the big question with all of this stuff, right? You have multiple movies now, movies now that are being made, like the. The three by the by those uh, the brothers or the two guys the two guys from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. uh, Ryan jo- Ryan Johnson has been given three movies to play with now. Yep. Uh, you still have the next one with J.J.
0: Yeah, which is what's the release date on that? Is that
2: that'll be twenty twenty next year. Night.
0: Oh, is it 2019? Yeah, that's next year. Okay. We got it's Solo has or thrown months off from the dates or... in my head completely. Uh,
5: yeah. Well, and also Solo moving to May screws everything up, too. Yeah. I, I like it as a December yeah. release. Was, oh, for sure. It was a nice well, slot for I it. I
4: think Episode nine is a December release. Gotta have something
5: mm. to look forward to in December. Besides Christmas?
4: Harry Potter. There's a new Harry Potter movie this Christmas. Oh,
3: yeah, that's true. That's a, I thought it, you it was November.
0: Star Wars.
5: Yeah.
3: Well, Christmas.
2: I guess same Christmas. difference.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me there. <laughs>
2: Uh, then we will back in starting with Star Wars. Rebels ended, and Brent and I finally got to see it. I haven't yet. Yeah, so we won't do... do you have to come
0: over after work, and we'll do a small spoiler podcast. And I'll sit that. in the
3: basement and go, la, 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 la.
0: No, we'll, we'll do I'll it just, after he's done work. I'll just we'll, say... You won't be here.
2: Oh. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, it was excellent. An it's excellent a, ending. It's an
2: excellent ending. It gives you, a, it, it even ends with a bit of a time jump to tell you where those characters go moving forward.
0: Yeah. And possibly and the, leading towards whatever the next cartoon
5: may be. Did maybe. you happen to be
2: on <laughs> uh, No. Sorry, <laughs> Scarab. No. Uh, there were some that happened to be on Yavin. So there's that uh OK, so I'm hoping for this movie to get made but that's just because I'm biased. And I enjoy booster gold mm-hmm. so there's still talk that uh, producer Greg Berlanti uh, is saying that his I guess this movie that he's been working on or that he's been trying to put through for DC is still in the process of being done like it's still yeah. it sounds like they're trying to figure out where it's going to fit in and how to work it in to the whole, no, movie verse.
0: I don't want to accidentally start rumors. He's not the producer that got removed from those shows due to the sexual no, no uh, abuse allegations. No. Right? That, no, that's a different guy. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. So there's that. Um, like I said, it interests me. So, yeah, uh, I think it could be good. Oh, Rob Liefeld sold the film rights for several of his creator-owned <laughs> uh, uh, Extreme Universe titles to Netflix. Yeah. And what's described as a seven-figure deal.
0: Yeah, you know what? He's done that a couple times. He's he has managed to license those characters out, and it's not even the the good ones, quote unquote. Because Youngblood is not part of that deal. It isn't every time he does it, for some reason it's not. I don't know if it's at another studio or mm. but like Blood Strike and Blood Pack and Blood, blood, and it's major extreme. blood. No, that's GI Joe and World but, uh, of Pouches. So they're all they're all part of that dude. Yep.
3: <laughs> Did you say World of Pouches? Yeah,
0: I'll show you a Rob Liefeld drawing sometime, and you'll understand pouches. what I mean. He likes pouches, but not feet. Like
2: feet. No, doesn't not like feet. Feet,
0: <laughs> not particularly good with anatomy either. But
2: no, or proportions. But anyway, we still love him. You got to
0: love Rob. <laughs> He, he, he is a he is a character exactly. He is very much a character.
2: So apparently, Fox would be more than happy to bring Buffy the Vampire Slayer back, like they've done with uh, X Files and other things. They say they're just waiting for for Joss Whedon to come to them mm. with an idea hmm. or to say he wants to do it. Fox was the company that made the Buffy TV series because it didn't air on it did, Fox.
0: Yeah, no. it, that's one of those weird. Things. Does that
4: mean Buffy is now a Disney yeah. princess?
0: Not <laughs> yet, yeah, soon, soon through, but soon. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
2: yeah. So that, that one, I read that one early last week, and then it's been popping up on all the sites like in the last couple of days. So it's, yeah. like, it, it's like it was reported, then I forgot about it. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, look what they're saying about Buffy. They must
0: have learned a little bit of a lesson of, remember, I wanted to say it was five years ago. The 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 rights holders of Buffy that weren't Fox because it, it's one of those weird rights things where like the movie is held by somebody else or yeah. something like that. When we're going to make it a reboot of Buffy without Joss Whedon, and then there was the uproar, and they're like, "Well, maybe with Joss Whedon," and it just fell apart. Yeah. It disappeared. <laughs>
2: Uh oh, so we got new trailers this week. Mm-hmm. We got Fantastic Beasts, Yay. The Crimes of Grimbledore, Grimble Grimbledore. Grimble I'm looking, I missed, I missed my notes. It's my notes Grimble are all War. over the place. Um, <laughs> <Grimble door. laughs> what'd you think so of that, it, Jen?
3: What did I think of the trailer?
2: Yeah, you're the Potter, yeah, you're the big
0: Potter the fan. Harry Potter, you and Kevin, I guess.
3: I think it looks fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think what Kevin's major complaint was that Newt was more of a bystander than a character.
4: He didn't do anything in yeah. the last movie
3: so it looks from the trailer that he's going to be doing a lot more like he actually has a purpose and direction, so maybe that will help make up for um him being kind of a passer passive party in the first movie mm. as opposed to, as part of the major plot, right um, but I really like that his muggle buddy is back. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I like that. I, I like, like that seeing character. that too. And it
3: looks beautiful. Like it's going to be very pretty. We'll get yeah. to see
2: Hogwarts.
3: Yeah, young Dumbledore. I think it's going to be great. I'm very excited. <laughs> Hi, Petra.
2: Uh, and we also got the new Avengers trailer.
0: Yeah, is that the final one? I, I, well, there. Who knows? The final trailers are never final uh. anymore because there'll be a half dozen TV spots where they'll they'll swap <laughs> in and out footage and stuff. Right. Um Closest finals you're going to get for a theatrical trailer, I think. Um Didn't give too much away. Really lays it on heavy that somebody ain't making it out alive.
2: Mm. Hawkeye? Don't no, you still, know. still haven't seen Hawkeye in any of these Does, trailers.
3: D- did he just retire?
2: Yeah, he's out on the farm.
3: Is he happy with his family or is he going to die because we know he has a family?
5: I think I think Hawkeye will finally reveal and, and be one of the major characters in the movie.
3: That would be awesome. Petra. There's
0: there's also um, the uh, the theory that he's on some sort of secret mission for for Cap for at some point. Oh, for hence Cap. why we haven't seen anything of him because it would give give too so much was, away of the plot. Was he
4: in Civil War?
0: Um, isn't yeah. he Ronin yeah, yeah. during Civil War? Nope. No, is he actually he Hawkeye, Hawkeye at that point? Okay. Yeah. he's
5: the one who recruits Ant-Man and, Yeah, he I shoots know, the, the right, arrow I,
0: I, it, You know what? It's mode, been, yeah. I have not read Civil War no, Since the, that book came out I was talking about what?
5: the
4: movie
0: Oh, about the movie Civil War Oh, okay, sorry Yeah, why
2: wouldn't we be talking about the comic book <laughs> well, Civil com- War When we're talking well, about no, movies In
0: the comic, wasn't he Ronin in that period?
4: I think he might have been
5: Yeah, Civil yeah. War the comic, he had come back
0: he because he, he was just freshly Hawkeye. back from the dead, right? Because
5: Kate Kate was Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Because originally after Cap just before Cap died, that's when Tony offered the shield to Hawkeye.
0: Yeah, so well we'll see. So I somebody's not making it out alive. They're making that clear in like everything that they say is like, like one oh, of the producers was like, it? be yeah. careful what you wish for. Yeah. And but
2: no, mm-hmm. which we'll have to pre-order our tickets mm. because it's already breaking records for pre-sales. Yeah, I read that tonight. It's 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 on pace. Well, I guess so. it's it's already broken Black Panther's record for pre-sales. Mm. So.
4: I hear that the theater owners aren't too happy about it because it's a very long movie too, which means they can't do as many Many showings showings. in a day as they can for for other films. Unless
0: they order more prints and fill more theaters with it. But then it's one of those weird political games. Theater chains have to play, right? Mm -hmm. And then
2: there was another movie announcement that you guys probably more know more about than I do. Uh, what was it, The New Gods? The New Gods.
4: That came out of left field, out of nowhere. Is that I mean, a movie? It's the going New to Gods. be. The New Gods. So that's, that's and Mr. Miracle and all no, those Orion and, and Apocalypse. Ryan and and, and um, uh, Steppenwolf from the last Justice League movie.
3: Didn't he die? I don't uh, remember. That. No, he got sucked up. No, no he just
5: got... got sucked up in a boom, tube.
4: So yeah. oh. the annu- the surprise announcement is that Ava Du DuMornay... Has been signed to direct a new God's movie.
0: That doesn't surprise me oh, too much, because she was the one that Marvel went after for Black Panther. Did they? And she ended up turning it down because I think she, she got did that a wrinkle in time and wrinkle in time at the si- Like she got offered both at the same time, right. and she's like, uh, I think I'm gonna go with this one. And especially with Oprah backing it yeah. at, the, at the time, she. Was, I can
4: understand the decision. So, and apparently, she loves these characters. Which
2: she said, yeah. Big Barda was one of, was her favorite character. Yeah, she's,
3: aren't she's they calm, all bad guys? No, no,
4: no.
0: Mister Miracle and uh, Orion. Big Barda. The whole the premise Orion. of the New Gods is
4: that there are two warring planets. One is the planet of evil, Apocalypse. That's where Darkseid and his son Orion came from. Steppenwolf, Desaad, the Female Furies, and then. There's the planet of the good new gods the, that is called New Genesis. And that's where High Father and uh, Mr. Miracle and um, Light Ray. And, uh, and in order to broker some kind of peace between the two worlds, the two leaders, Darkseid and um, uh, High Father, uh, switched sons. So Orion, Darkseid's son, was raised by High Father. And Mr. Miracle, who's High Father's son, was raised on Apocalypse. And, of course, they both ended up being good guys. So, I
3: see. Yeah.
2: So. Is Mr. Miracle his son that was raised in Apocalypse?
4: I thought yeah. it was uh, yep. somebody else. No, it was Mr. Miracle. Oh, okay. Mr. Miracle. And that's where he met Barda, because Barda was one of Darkseid's female furies. And then Mr. Miracle is the universe's greatest escape artist, and he escaped from the hunger pits of Apocalypse.
3: Wasn't uh, he the Neil Gaiman character?
4: No. That's Miracle Man. Miracle Man. Oh,
3: wow. I, I can't see how I could have possibly got those two mixed up.
4: So there you go a
3: brief summary of the new gods. Okay. Everybody's laughing at me. This means absolutely nothing to me, but okay. Well, you might like I'm it, actually. I'm you guys are excited. I mean, <laughs> I, knowing your
4: classics background, it was yeah. Jack Kirby's attempt in the 70s to create a new mythology, and the new gods were supposed to have arisen after the fall of the gods of Olympus, and
3: oh, okay. yeah,
4: so that's why they're the new gods.
3: Yeah, hey, give it a shot. Yeah,
0: Gwendolyn Christie, big part of I, I, oh. That's the that's the only casting that comes because oh that's she, a good idea she's a good actress and she is like eight feet tall
2: yeah. who's that
0: she is uh, Phasma oh okay, that's right I figured the, that's what I was, was thinking you drones. might be talking about okay and like it's just like you don't Star Wars doesn't really show it too too much. But you see her on talk shows with John Boyega and she towers over that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do
4: you know who'd be good as Mr. Miracle then for them as a couple? Is um Oscar Isaac.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. He like he's in good shape and but he's not a big dude no. all the way around. Yeah. I don't know. Ed and I were debating on who you cast as Orion at, at as the o- pub Ryan? the other night.
5: Oh Nathan Fillion.
4: <laughs> mm, he's not gruff enough.
0: I was thinking he Jason Statham.
5: Yes, yeah, Jason Statham as well. Because
4: Orion, Orion has to use the mother box to change his features because he's normally like all he's all he's
0: sort of dark sidey with a beard.
4: Uh, so I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. Well,
5: in the Azarello run, he has more of a comedy. Oh, you really? Yeah, he because shows I mean, up in Wonder Woman.
4: I've never thought of Orion as a funny character, but
0: it's it's a very sarcastic. dry sarcastic yeah. Like it's not like it, ha ha funny. Mm.
5: That's why I was thinking more like Nathan Fillion. Like, yeah, kind of, kind of fit
0: that. And he's gotten back in the shape. Leaving Castle or apparently was good be, for
4: like, his physique. he <laughs> like Army Hammer.
5: Yeah, I could see Army Hammer in it. If we're gonna cast Army Hammer in a DC product, I'd prefer it to be Batman. You want him to
4: be Batman uh, when
5: Affleck walks away. Yep. Was it? And was he supposed to be Batman mm-hmm. in that one was, that we never got? Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be Batman in the George Miller one, but I just like the on-screen dynamics between Arnie Hammer and Henry Cavill
0: because mm. it works so well. Yeah, and that, yeah, man from Uncle. Yeah, no, that's a, okay. Yeah, I, I agree you, with they you. On they've that.
5: already got that. They already know how to be antagonists of each other.
3: Is that so, who um, that guy is? Yeah. Oh, I would totally watch that. He was also one lone <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, those what, guys are—they're both what very. What show? Very he handsome. was
0: on a show though, wasn't he? Army Hammer. Yeah, isn't um, that where where they started casting him out? The, the,
4: the last big thing he was in was Call Me by Your Name. That.
0: Yeah, no, that's I mean great. like before that, like uh, crap. Is
4: it sad? I always that I want to the say DC he's on Mad
3: Men, but I don't think he
5: was. No, he's no. You're <laughs> thinking the guy from Suits, who sort of looks like Army Hammer.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, maybe that's
5: it. No, basically Army Hammer. His big thing before he got cast as Lone Ranger was the uh, Facebook movie. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Network.
0: yeah, yeah. But I like Army Hammer. he's one of those guys that I keep hoping for a win for because he's always good and the the movies that he's in tend to be enjoyable. I love the shit out of Man from Uncle but they just don't seem to catch for whatever reason. Man from Uncle I think is spectacular. Oh Oh, yeah, that's
4: a good movie. He did Veronica Mars, Gossip Girl, Desperate Housewives so he made the rounds on television.
0: Yeah.
5: I love Lone Ranger. I
0: love Lone Ranger other than Johnny Depp Johnny Depping this shit out Johnny Depp
3: he did it and you know what maybe
0: if he had done that before Pirates I probably would have liked Lone Ranger and not liked Pirates you know what I mean it's just
4: his first credit was as student number two on an episode of Arrested Development.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah everybody's got to start somewhere. Okay Next.
2: Uh, well, apparently we're getting another Indiana Jones movie and they're starting to film it soon. <laughs> like April, apparently. Yep. Apparently it starts to film in the UK in April with an expected release date of July, 2020.
0: Have they listed any writers for it? Spielberg's no. directing it.
2: Yeah. No. From what I, it was just, it was, I guess, uh, maybe at South by, uh, South, yeah, South by this past week.
4: He was at some festival where he
2: announced. Yeah, because they think it was South by. I want to say it was in
4: India or something. Well, he, well, would, he was he at was South in South, South by South, because they West, showed
2: uh, Ready, Player Ready Player One. One. Uh, okay. So I just assumed it was part of that, but maybe it was somewhere else.
0: He's also been in England showing it yeah. off and well, stuff like if that.
2: Starting a film in April,
5: they must have a script already.
0: Yeah, I'm just I don't know who usually like you know who wrote it. Other Where's than George, th- other than Harrison Ford, we don't know anybody who's in the movie. No. Kyle LeBeouf? Maybe
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think they're. I think I they're not going
0: near that crazy so. with the ten foot pole.
5: No, especially after him Mutt. shitting on the movie. Yeah, Mutt kind of well making a monkey of things. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's horrible.
2: Yeah, but you can't blame him on that. You know, yeah. He didn't write that. He didn't direct that well,
0: And Lucas said he wasn't going to be involved with it When they when they started Now that could have changed obviously So but yeah.
5: killer ants or crystal skulls or
2: Aliens,
0: aliens. I wonder if they Do you think they ignore crystal skull happening he, Like I, like it takes place after that obviously But do you think you, they just kind you, of like, could, skim over those no, events You
5: could easily ignore crystal skull The only thing is if as, The only thing you have to keep in continuity Is that he's married to Mary Yeah which, which no. I'm sure which,
0: she'd be willing to do. Yeah, like well, you
5: but know, you can walk away from everything in Crystal Skull, and
2: even then, you don't she doesn't have to be there. You just sure happen to
0: see her at the see, start or show her at the end, and then you're not good. even.
2: He has a wedding ring on when you, you just happen to notice he's got a ring on his finger. Yeah. Then boom, it's still in continuity. So the announcement was made
4: at the Empire Magazine Movie Awards uh, yesterday right. in England.
2: So, so he's already so in not England. Austin.
0: I'm Just curious. I'm really not. curious what the the plot of it's about,
5: or what what time frame it is. Because yeah. Crystal Skull took place in the fifties, that was oh. ten years ago. So, so, are we into the sixties now? Sixties, and if if you look at it, because Indiana or Harrison Ford was in the Indiana Jones Adventures, yeah, playing in Mystery of the Blues, so there is a timeline set up.
0: Does Indiana Jones lose an eye?
5: That's the thing.
0: Because they teased it so much in Crystal Skull. There's at least, like, three parts where it looks like, oh, this is the point where his eye gets plopped out, and nope. (laughs) uh,
2: Wait, what are you guys talking about?
0: Young Indiana Jones Chronicles features, as a framing device in a lot of the episodes, an old Indiana Jones.
5: A 92-year-old Indiana Indiana Jones. Jones, And he's missing an eye. Oh, so
2: he's sitting there, like, kind of talking, recounting his stories? Yes. Okay. He
5: spends most of his time in the museum, and museum goers will say something and he'll he'll start a story of something that's tied to it uh, okay. and that's where they had to split because they had Indiana Jones as a little kid and then they had Sean Patrick Flannery but there was an ep- there is an episode you can find on YouTube it's called Mystery of the Blues and it was the time that Harrison Ford is telling the story so it's Harrison Ford is in that episode so instead of being in the 90s of the 90 year old mm-hmm. it's we're in the 50s, and he's telling about the time that he worked in a jazz club, and Forrest Whitaker is in the movie playing Louis Armstrong. Hmm. And basically the whole, the first 20 minutes is Indiana Jones trying to escape from these guys who are chasing him, and he winds up in this cabin, and then he tells the story of a Mystery of the Blues. It's It was a, a two-part or something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. As a side note, because we know Disney listens to our podcast, of course, I, I would like all of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles on Blu-ray, please, for Christmas, or a bit, or after that new movie well, comes out. If you want to tie it in with that movie, even
5: the good thing, you can just download the Harrison Ford part as well on YouTube. You can just find the ten minutes that he can. it'll be on the. Yeah, but I love that show. Finish, yeah.
0: It was so good. It was just it was unfortunate that it was so expensive at the time.
5: Well, and plus the the split trying to do two full casts. Yeah. And it would split every episode. One episode would be the little kid Indiana Jones. The next one was Sean Patrick Flannery. So Mm. it'd be interesting if this one does take place, you know, say it was 1955 last time, go for 10 years if we're into the sixties.
0: Yeah. And it looks like you're almost at the end of your page.
2: Getting close. Uh, so back to black Panther and it's record, uh, Breaking streak. <laughs> uh, apparently, well, as of this recording, it's done fifth uh, five straight weekends at number one. Yeah. By the time this airs, it could be six because I don't know what comes out next week. Specific Rim this week. This past weekend was Pacific Rim. No, no, not. This weekend Tomb was Tomb Raider. This Raiders. weekend, Sorry, I like, next
5: week up is Pacific Pacific Pacific. Rim, right? Is,
2: is. Yeah, and then the following weekend is Ready Player One.
0: Yeah, the Ready Player One is going to be one that's knocks it out of number one if Pacific Rim doesn't. I don't
5: think Pacific Rim's going to
0: knock it out. I don't no. think so either. I've got, you
5: know, I've got bad juju on this movie. Mm.
0: I want to see it because it's, it's robots beating up on robots and monsters. So but.
2: remember when I texted you last night wondering when Jen's going to see Shakespeare at the theater? mm it's because I was wondering if that was this weekend. I was like, "Oh, well, I thought Ready Player One was coming out this weekend." I was like, "Oh, let's go catch a matinee while they're watching that. We can go watch." Yeah, but, but instead, really Ready, player Ready Player One. One. But instead, because that doesn't come out until next week, we can go watch Giant Robots fight each other. We
3: could. Yeah, you guys can totally see that without me. I don't yeah. see. All right,
4: I'm going to see Hamlet. So.
3: I would rather see Hamlet than Giant. I've already got. How a long is Hamlet though? Three and a half hours long. Oh wow. <laughs>
4: I hope there's like a intermission they usually have an inter- they do have an intermission with those national theater live things ah, so. seventh inning stretch
2: yeah so and then this last bit of news I saw it today and you shared the link out after I'd re- saw it so I might as well mention it uh, so a little wrestling news
0: yeah yeah I don't know how I feel about this, but yes, since we talk about wrestling from time to time. Okay, Ryan, Ed, and I talk about wrestling from time to time.
2: Hey, more than the majority of the people talking on the podcast tonight are wrestling fans, so. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan has been cleared to return to the squared circle.
0: No, re- no, he has been cleared by the WWE, Yeah, which is really surprising.
4: Because he th- could have walked out at any time. Who is he and yeah. what did he do? He was In a, a nutshell, really good wrestler.
0: Happened. He was a good really good wrestler whose career was seemingly cut short due to concussion issues. Okay. Now he has said for what the last six months to a year that he's been cleared by his doctors to return to the ring. Because he's been undertaking some experimental treatments for concussion issues. Mm. The WWE does not want to see anybody die on their watch. So oh, they are again. very, very hesitant about it. And they have more or less said all along that, no, he's not coming not coming back to the ring. Not with us at any rate. When his contract's up, we can't stop him or anybody who hires him. Right. But their doctors have now cleared him, which... It's right that, in time for WrestleMania, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Just in time. Uh, I don't know. I, and I hope the he's good. Soap
4: opera well, continues.
0: Well, the, the, like no, this is the real side of it, and is like it? this is this is a guy. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. It's,
5: it's, it's not a storyline. No, this he, is he real was, life. He was willing to walk, like he was wanting to go. Yeah, and then
2: why to, does he want to come back? Because he wants to wrestle. That's the thing. He wants. Oh. To, they, they weren't letting him go. He's been the commissioner or like he's been doing stuff on camera and talking, but not able to do physical. He stuff. was
0: a guy who, when he thought he had nerve damage and was losing feeling in one of his arms was figuring out a way to wrestle with one arm. Oh. <laughs> he is that dedicated to okay. it. Yeah. But on the other side it's like
1: I don't
5: want to see him die. No, I
0: really liked him, but I don't want to see him.
5: From the sounds of things back, is it gonna be the same? Yeah. Well yes, there's still the yes chance and all that kind of stuff, but again, it's one of those Mm. Yeah, everyone wants him back, but once
2: you get him, once you get him then then how long how how long is he gonna be the But at the
0: same time, if he's good, like that whatever he's doing for treatments, I hope they start getting out there because that could be just good for, for everybody. Very good for, like, so many other people out there, like, non-athletes who have had concussions that alter them and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of a double-edged thing here. Well, I just it sounds it, like I from just the article... It's like he's legitimately cleared. Well that's and a, not like the WWE giving in so they don't lose him.
2: No, like well so in the article they talked to uh I guess one of the people that he's been consulting with and has cleared, said he's yeah he's good to go is like the leading concussion guy.
0: Cool. So mm-hmm. So Sounds just, legit. Yeah. So I came across a little bit of uh, Han Solo news. Ooh, some Solo news. More along the lines of like what could have been. So we know that Michael K. Williams was in the movie. Then they took a break and fired their directors and hired Ron Howard. And they it, he could not come back to complete his role. So they recast him with Paul Bettany.
2: Who's that guy? Who? Michael Who's? K.
0: Williams? Yeah. Black guy. He was in. Uh, he was in The Wire. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He was.
2: Uh, I haven't seen either of those. Yeah, okay, that's why I don't know. his name. He's in okay. Happen and That Leonard. was basically
3: how this conversation. Oh, was he, he told me one
2: of the leads from Happen he's, he Leonard? He's one
0: of the leads See, in Happen Leonard. See that I've seen. Okay.
2: okay. Thank you.
0: So, but apparently, he did an interview where they asked him about it, and he said, "Like this is one of those things he's never seen before. He's been kicking around Hollywood for a long time, like with the directors being removed and a new director coming in." But he did give a little bit of a like a taste of what his character at least was. Apparently his character was going to be part CGI and he was going to be kind of half like mountain lion. Like kind of a cat
4: man kind of he character. was a thundercat?
0: And Cat-cat. he was part, uh, he, he kind of read it uh, like with his version of the character and the script he was on. There was kind of a love triangle going on between him on Solo, and Amelia Clark's character. So, and now it, and now apparently from what I've read, Paul Bettany's version of the character is going to be all human. They, I guess uh-huh. they didn't have enough time because they didn't move the release date back. They haven't changed it. But it, kind of an interesting thought of what that could have been. And Paul Bettany, very different actor than Michael K. Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like just on a whole, like Michael K. Williams does a lot of sort of gruffer kind of characters. He was Omar in The Wire and was spectacular. And, uh, oh, you, you guys would know him. He's in Ghostbusters. He's the black FBI agent in Ghostbusters. You know how there's the yep. two FBI, he's the black guy in that part. Okay. Doesn't, not in big part, but that's the yeah. only one I can go, like, but, uh, yeah. So it sounded kind of interesting, hmm. but I'm curious to see how that has changed since when he worked on it. Cause like, they reshot all his stuff. He's not in that movie anymore. Huh. Um, so, one last piece of news for the show. Um, I mentioned this to you guys via the internet this morning. I didn't mention it to Ed, though. Um, next week, I'm going to be sitting down with a uh, comic book writer and inker extraordinaire, Jimmy Palamati. And we're going to have a conversation about his new Kickstarter. So that will oh, be awesome. on a future episode. Yeah, Jimmy's a good guy. And yeah. saw the Kickstarter came up and... Emailed them, and I'll be sitting down talking to him via Skype on Tuesday. What's the
4: nice. Kickstarter project? Uh, oh
0: crap, I don't have it po- pulled up Sorry? in front of me. No, it's a it's an action comic. It's going to be a hardcover graphic novel. He's putting it out through his company, Paper Films, mm-hmm. and he's done this a couple times now and had fair amount of success with it. Um, And basically, it's self-publishing it, kind of European style. Like, it's going to be a self-contained 113-page graphic novel. I just can't remember what it's called. That's cool. But I'll have more information on that when I talk to him. So stay tuned, listeners. So now on to the next part of the show, where we talk about Toronto Comic-Con and our thoughts for the weekend. And Ed was there all weekend. Uh, Jen, Ryan, and Kevin were there Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was there Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Um, let's start with Ed and his thoughts of the weekend as uh, as a cosplayer.
5: Well, the first thing it seemed Toronto Comic Con was a lot later. What do you mean? Well, it was it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. Now March has five weekends in it, so that might be also why, but. I always thought it was around 8th, 9th, 10th, like the the second weekend in uh, in March now. This Uh. would have been the second full weekend in March.
0: And uh, according to my Facebook timeline, though, same weekend as last year, because oh, okay. uh, or pretty close to it, because all that weekend, the were, memories. those were, yeah. were just, my memories.
5: It felt like it was a lot later this year. Um, I think we had better weather last year. Yeah, well, maybe plus, that's why. Plus, it was during March break. So were, I found good that there was a lot more kids. And this year it was also different because they also had the kids' zone, they had more activities for yeah. the kids as well.
3: I really liked that idea. I thought that was neat.
5: Mm-hmm. Which is, well, it's sort of something new. Yeah. It, and I think Toronto Comic Con is a better event to take your kids to than Fan Expo? Like Fan Expo. Just yeah. Just because of the sheer number of people. Uh, as far as the cosplay side, um, there was a lot of good cosplays there. Uh, at times, it didn't feel like there was a lot of cosplayers. But then, the way Toronto Comic Con is set up, or the Metro Convention Center, Is set up for Toronto Comic Con. You can do a lot of stuff without ever actually going in the building. (laughs) Uh, You can do a lot of stuff downstairs without ever buying a ticket. I have an interesting story about that
0: that I will, (laughs) when it comes back to me.
5: (laughs) So I just found that that, like you'd go on to the show floor and you'd be walking around and you wouldn't see much cosplay in there. But then you go out Out into the hallways Yeah, where the community booths were And there would be tons of cosplayers That's
3: true I didn't know I didn't Is
4: that because they were only checking wristbands at the entrance You didn't
5: need a wristband The only place you needed a wristband was on the show floor On the show floor You could go right Could you even go into the panels without a wristband? I didn't check out any panels
0: Okay, so uh, Well, I'll tell this now So Saturday, five minutes into the show I lost my pass Oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) So I like I looked for it And like Oh, shit uh, what am I gonna do? And I realized that, like, well, I'll just hang out in the panel rooms because they don't check. They didn't check to get into that part, so I think that's kind of a flaw in their security. But maybe they don't really, or they
3: don't really care. care. They? I mean, I noticed when people were going in for uh, when your panel ended and they were going in, I guess for one of the celebrity things. Yeah, that was the little, talking. They, they
2: were definitely for the celebrity looking celebrity. Yeah,
3: but I don't think they checked for people coming into your panel.
2: Yeah, that was the Q and A with Chewbacca.
3: Oh, yeah. which and that's
5: easily remedied because the thing is, it was Hall G where you had to get your tickets. Mm. All you'd have to do is just set something up on the 700. Yeah, you know, you get down to the 700, get your tickets there, and then you can get down to the
2: bottom floor. Yeah. So,
5: um, but no, there's a lot of lot of great cosplayers there. Um, it's really the first show of the season, so you know there's smaller cons around the area, but this is the the one that everyone looks forward to. It's
0: kind of the kickoff, really. Yeah, you know,
5: and, and for being Southern, you know, Central Ontario or the GTA, you've got Fan Expo as your big one. You've got uh, Toronto Comic Con as your your step up and then you've got the, the Niagara and Hamilton show. Yeah.
0: Did, uh, any costumes beyond your own sort of stand out to you? Uh... <sighs>
2: Did you see that uh, woman on Sunday in a Thanos costume? That was the one that stands out for me, too, is Lady Thanos. No,
4: did see
5: her.
2: Uh, well, check her Facebook page, and there's a, <laughs> photo, a photo there.
5: I saw the Facebook page, I think. No. I didn't see her in person. I did see photos of her yeah. doing stuff. Um, yeah, nothing really jumped out. There was, uh, I think, a Bioshock one. that. Oh, the Big Daddy? I saw and, photos of that
2: one. I didn't see that one on yeah. Sunday, but... That again, looked like that would have been heavy. Again, I didn't
5: see it in person, so oh, you, um, know, you, you get to see all the stuff. Especially on I Instagram, saw, I saw
0: him. He or her, I don't know what was in the suit, and uh, there was a um, a Mister Freeze from Batman and Robin. Yep, like I, the the Arnie Mister Freeze. That was really well, well done.
5: Yeah, no, I did see him. I saw him on uh, Saturday afternoon. I was surprised not as many black panthers. Of course there was an Imbaku. There was, was he was really good.
0: Actually there was an Imbaku. There, there was
4: an imperial guard
0: there, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, with them and there was also a killmonger walking around. No black panthers though surprisingly not a lot of black panthers. supporting cast yeah but um,
5: No, the Imbaku because we saw him just as we were leaving on Sunday. And of course, he was coming down as we we're going up, and we stopped to go down because uh, uh, Red Ledger Cosplay wanted to get a, a photo with him. So we went down, and he was—he sounded a little bit frustrated because I'm like, "Well, how many times you've been stopped?" He says, "I haven't seen anything all weekend." But hey, when you've got a character that he was also portraying, like he—he he was doing the. The war chant and all that kind of stuff. And he yeah. looked a lot like him. Yeah.
0: Like, just, like, physically all the way around. He was a close match.
5: Yeah. So, no, that one, that's probably the ones that stood
0: out. So. How about you guys? Any cosplays that stood out that you caught?
5: I noticed a lot of Disney
0: cosplay.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Several bells. Yep. And there was a guy dressed as Aladdin. Well, they were doing, at one point, when, I guess, when we kind of all went our separate ways, there was, like, a Disney Princess sing along thing in the kid zone. Yeah,
4: they oh, had Anna cool. and Elsa there.
0: That might be a part of it. It might be a hangover from Fan Expo last year, where they had um, the voice actors from Beauty and the Beast yep. were.
4: Or it could just be that Disney fandom is a huge thing, and people cosplay as Disney characters. Well, yeah, but
0: too. it's it's
5: increased within the last two to there three was
4: years. A full fursuit Beast, I saw too. Yeah. Oh, I
5: didn't well, see the that. Thing too is there the old there will be people who coordinate with each other and they yeah. come up with the plan of, okay, we're going to do... Disney whatever, princesses. Whatever. or So, you know, you'll get... That's where you get the big teams to get together and do, like, a big Walking Dead one or do yeah. Disney and then they'll, they'll plan. Or the
2: Howling Commandos. The
4: cheap and easy cosplay <laughs> currently seems to be Negan. You just need a baseball bat with some barbed wire on it. And, and some blood paint. Grow a beard.
2: And a leather jacket. jacket. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and the... But, it's an easy one to throw together, but it's also a super popular one. Yeah, yep.
0: it's a character that everybody recognizes right off the bat because of the TV show. Yep. I even
3: know who it is, and I
5: don't watch that show at all. Yeah, so no, Negan just transcended into quite the pop culture. So,
0: I saw a uh, how would you describe it? Like uh, um, a method man, Wu Tang Clan version of the Flash. Okay. He was in, like rag basketball jersey all red, basketball shorts all red, basketball uh shoes? shoes all red and had the flash uh lightning bolt like earpiece on over top of the the uh the durag. It, like it took me a second like like ah, that's an interesting take on the character. Or I I assume it was planned. <laughs> like, it looked like he that, or he's very stylish and just had an entire matching outfit and bought those at the show, but that's
5: how I took it.
4: There was a Jay Garrick flash that I kept going yep. into that yeah. his costume looked amazing.
5: Which there was a lot of flash, but then... Made with, sense. Yeah, with John Leslie Shipp being there, that, yep. that, that really helped. Um, I heard nothing but great things about People's interactions with
0: him. Yeah, the Geek Art guys really uh, liked to. Uh, they got to talk to him at the uh, the press uh, lineup early Saturday morning. Yeah, my
5: brother,
0: and they said good things about him. The, the, the fu- friends
5: at Droids Canada said the same thing. They got they were at the same meetups.
4: So. One of the funniest cosplays I saw was a guy wearing a Captain Kirk gold shirt um, costume with Jedi robes on top. <laughs>
2: There were some pretty interesting uh, Star Wars mashups like that. Well, I, I took the picture and talked to them for a little bit. There's a couple. Well, I assume they were a couple uh, that had like your almost like medieval knights or like your like you know your fabric. They kind of you know they were Jedi knights.
3: Oh, and a knight
2: and uh, armor
3: type of a knight. Yeah, but they
2: weren't yeah. in, in armor. But they, they had were like, in the, the tunics and stuff.
3: Yeah, uh, the halberds.
2: Yeah, there's oh, the, their photo hasn't been posted yet. By the time this comes out, it will be because I just haven't edited all the photos yet but uh yeah I like I really I talked to them for a few minutes they were really cool I liked their stuff uh, there was also that Darth Revan that I've now yeah. taken I guess I've run into the same guy a couple times time. uh, it's uh, a good I, costume though yeah
3: I saw really good. We saw good moon Moonlight, not Moonlight Night. I always want to say that, but yeah. that's Sailor Moon. Moon Moon-night. Night. Oh, I never saw he him. He was really good. Yeah, the, the um, modern
0: version of the costume, the uh, oh. the one that they just made the action figure out of. Okay. Yeah, but the, the sword thing. of armor, but with the cape, and he, he had done a pretty
3: good job. We I saw, didn't see it. Um, a lady dressed up like Hexadecimal from Reboot, which was pretty cool. Um, I liked the, uh, snow white. I saw snow white. Oh that yeah. Was like that sort of medieval. 16th century snow white. Actually it would probably in 15th century snow white. Um, very pretty. Yeah. It, um, sure was,
4: it was pretty, very nice looking costume.
3: Yeah. There was a lot of good costumes, but you were right. You, you didn't see a lot of them on the floor. Mostly they were outside.
5: Yeah. Again, when it comes down to, if you buy the, the pass, it's 55 bucks in advance or it's 65 or something like that at the. On the day of Saturday was sold out. Even for the oh, weekend, right? Yeah, oh, I didn't hear oh, that. Sorry for the weekend.
2: Oh, okay, for side.
5: the weekend, but Saturday was sold out, and then they said that they were releasing two p after two p.m. tickets.
0: Yeah, at a cheaper price. I guess. And I guess it was still
5: thirty five. Oh, was it?
0: Oh, I th- oh, Okay, I, th- I thought that was cheaper. But was...
5: again, it's one of those. It was kind of interesting that they had the after two PM because well maybe it, down after lunch anyway yeah
0: so. uh, maybe that's why they, they had enough people leave that they felt that they yeah, they, they could do run. it without hitting fire code yeah because yeah. it was busy
3: oh I'm glad I didn't go on Saturday and
0: then. it wasn't but it wasn't like it wasn't up wanted to Saturday. punch people especially like even on Saturday it so, was some
3: some of
5: the aisles were
0: congested. Artist alley always is. There's but yeah, there's no two ways about it. It didn't
4: feel
2: like that on Sunday though. I didn't no, think
0: not too too bad.
2: And I th- it found I might have been mistaken, but at least in the vendor area, felt like the aisles were wider than Fan Expo aisles, which could make sense because there's you know not as much stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that was good for when you're like crowding around a yeah. booth, like you could actually get to the booths. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of Fan Expo, is that I feel like I'm. I can't get to anything because I'm crushed in a crowd Or
0: you're forced kind of in the moving lineup. Yeah. You you have no choice but to keep going. You can't really pull over and stop. Because then you're stopping the entire works.
5: Yeah. The only other problem I had with it was the food.
0: That wasn't much choice. That's that's not Fan Expo. That's the convention center. A
5: couple years ago, I thought it was great when they had all the food trucks in there. Yeah. Where, where they kind of shifted over a little bit more and they had one whole section with food trucks. But yeah, as far as food, like there wasn't much.
4: I ate the convention center sushi and it was.
2: I survived. To tell the tale. You
5: lived. Well, it was, In the it the was lot, St. The Patrick's Day on Saturday, so I, we frequented a pub.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah sure <laughs> I I am going to try and give that pub a second chance because the first time I went there, the yeah. service was so terrible. I vowed not to go back. It's, but you've yeah, had nothing but good I've luck. I've had
5: nothing but good good luck there, and the food's good, and it, nobody goes there because everyone goes up to Front Street. So yep. the place is empty every time. I yeah, go but out. the place was
0: empty when I was there, and it took us half hour to get our order.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah so i bought some cool prints Uh, i've got up cool print it's like a metallic shiny thing and it looks really good in that frame that that i picked up yesterday oh yeah yeah i just now gotta find a spot to hang it on the wall it's like this combination of metallic print with like set in resin and it was done by
0: part of it's kind of see-through too isn't it Nope. Did, no, it's it just shiny. It's oh, okay. yeah, it's, It just uh, sort of looked that way the, with the materials he used.
2: Yeah. I have to look into it more to see, you know, or maybe even talk to him to see what it is that he used to make it and how he made it, but he may not want to give away his trade secrets. <laughs> uh, Bok Choi. So it's, uh, he's at www.bokchoi.ca. So that's bokcho ic uh, and he's got some really cool uh, lots of like positive negative space type dr- like sketches and drawings that he was selling at the at the show. He's out of Edmonton. I was talking to him for a couple minutes and mm. uh, seems like a nice guy. so I bought one of his prints. I was happy with it.
0: well that that, that provides a great little segue into who saw cool stuff. <laughs> so I Ryan did so I much did.
3: cool stuff The Artist Alley was just full of it
0: This was one of the first years I actually amazing. paid attention In Artist Alley Like mm-hmm. in a long time It, it looked like um, And this is I think in part to Kevin Boyd's doings Is they chucked out a lot of the crap oh, yeah, Like those tables That would look like somebody's garage sale That you would go buy, There seemed to be a lot less of them now, who knows? They may end up returning at Fan Expo, but it was a lot of like actual artists. Not a lot of the. Um, I know they're also trying to crack down on the photoshopped art of like, yeah. hey, I took this page from Batman and put a filter on it, so therefore it's mine. Pay me twenty bucks. Mm.
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a lot of that.
0: You no, know, I no, they've, they've been, they've been trying to get rid of for that because it just years. causes too many hassles. Yeah. There
5: seem to be a lot more people doing original.
0: Yeah, a lot of original characters and books that are standing out.
2: Mm -hmm. What was that one you wanted to go buy?
0: Yeah, no, i got to wait until Oshawa to get it, apparently. Um, It's called Samurai Grandpa. And now it sounds kind of like a jokey title, and uh, apparently the book does have some humor in it. But it's by a guy named Sean Daly. It's uh, self-published, and it's about a guy who was a samurai... Left the Shogunate, became like a dad and then a grandfather, and then his grandkids are kidnapped, and he has to go all samurai again in order to get them back. Mm. And it's it's one of those things that like I one I should have bought the book earlier. The guys from Geek Card told me about you you should go check it out, and I did. And I'm like, oh crap, I gotta have this book. But it was early in the day.
1: Yeah, like, I'm oh, like, I'll, I'll come
0: back. That. I'll come back later so I don't have to lug around the book and buy that point, he was sold out. I, and it's another thing, the next time I see him, I'm going to buy some of his original pages. Because this, he reminds me a little bit of Jeff Lemire's artwork, but mm. a, weirdly a little bit more polished. Okay. Like, a, not as scratchy, if that yep. makes any sense. And it's only a, a matter of time, I think, until somebody picks this kid up for something. And not to be a braggart... My track record with these things at Toronto Comic-Con, pretty solid at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Not to toot my own horn, but I have said that about Mike Del Mundo, who has gone on to be a big deal. Adam Gorham is now doing New Mutants, and I've been cheerleading him for the longest time. So you want to get on the bus early, go to Sean Daly, and it's S H A W N D A L E Y dot ca take a look at the his work and you'll see what I mean. Like he, he's like two books away from somebody like Valiant will Valiant will pick this guy up. Easy. With it and then from there who knows who's gonna grab you
2: gonna give him the Brent boost?
0: He he has the, the Brent uh stamp of approval. Hopefully that works for him. Not saying that none of those guys were talented. They are all really talented. I just <laughs> Have a habit of, like, when I say, like, this guy's going somewhere. They tend to go somewhere. So it's the one skill I have. (laughs) (laughs) And it's completely useless to me because it's not like I can (laughs) ride their coattails. (laughs) I can just say, look at that. I predicted that that guy was so awesome that he would make it. And he was. And I'm doing a podcast in my kitchen.
4: There's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, no. Nothing wrong with that, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, there's guys like that kicking around, and
2: uh, the guy that I bought that poster, that cool Star Wars poster, from a few oh, Dave years Dorman. ago. Oh, Oh, that one too. No, oh, the one I bought a oh, few the years ad, ago. Oh, okay, the ad yeah, yeah, in okay. the oh, yeah snow. he was there too. He was there with all kinds of, and, and he didn't have any cards, and I didn't want to take a picture of his booth because I. You didn't can usually think... ask
3: for permission, and they're okay.
2: Yeah, but I didn't, and I didn't, but. Uh, yeah no, he had some really nice stuff there's a really cool uh stay puff marshmallow man holding ecto one while the ghostbusters are on top of the building shooting the you know a, a, the oh. gateway and I poster that, that was really cool but I've only got so many walls that have space left on them for posters yeah. and stuff so
0: Kevin did you see anything cool
2: um I am not
4: collecting anything right now, so while there was a lot of flashy stuff i, I nothing Nothing caught my eye is something I had to have. Uh, the thing I was looking for at this convention I couldn't find anywhere. I was looking for Star Trek Discovery merch, which was your
0: problem last year too. At well, Expo, at Fan but Expo, that was fairly Expo, the early. show
4: hadn't even aired yet. Yeah, I thought, okay, the season is over now. There's got to be some merch here, and even the Stylin t- Tower of T-shirts didn't have any Star Trek stuff. So, um,
0: you would have thought they would just do, like something as simple as like you know. Property of, and then the the ship's well, name a, on yeah, it or something like that. On the
4: show, the they, there was an episode where they went jogging through the corridors and they all, were all wearing t-shirts that just said Disco in white letters on a black t-shirt. I'm like, if I could just find
0: that, I'd be happy. Yeah, okay.
2: Well, uh, why, are, why aren't a, they mass-producing that?
4: Even a logo t-shirt. But there was nothing. There was nothing. The only No, thing, we looked
2: at every t- t-shirt booth.
4: The only yeah. thing that was branded Star Trek Discovery that that I saw was um, part of the Tiny Starship's collection. Uh, there, there was a resin model of the USS Shenzo, and that was it. And no. I don't need any stuff like that. I just wanted a T-shirt. So I didn't buy much of anything except a Xena action figure for a good friend. <laughs> and uh, I was impressed
3: you found that, honestly.
4: Well, it was just sitting there on a table of stuff that I think people were trying to get rid of. It was one of those <laughs> tables. There
0: is a booth filled with that stuff at Fan Expo every year. It's on the end of one of the aisles right before one of the doors to, to get out, and it well, amazes me that they pay for that booth every year because it's the same garbage
4: well, the they're has, trying to push every year, and it doesn't move. I recognize from Toronto Trek conventions going back 20 years, Yeah, so I, I, uh, I don't know who they were exactly. I think they were some kind of fan club or something, but Anyway, uh, but, yeah, so nothing else really jumped out at me as something I needed to buy. One thing I, I don't like is if you stop anywhere in Artist Alley, then some some of the booth owners give you the hard sell. And, well, uh, th-
0: those tables aren't cheap.
4: I know. I know they need to, but...
3: Uh, you feel guilty it, not buying something yeah, sometimes.
0: I don't anymore.
3: I said sometimes.
4: I lie and say oh yeah maybe i'll be back by the end of it oh
3: yeah everybody does though yeah. so i don't think it's that so, bad just uh, don't make but i contact. understand
4: that they need to oh i tried not to <laughs> uh but i understand that they need to sell their product to make their money back from the table but uh, it's uncomfortable at times
3: yeah
0: jen anything cool that you saw at the show
3: oh geez i saw so much cool stuff i don't even remember it all um Lots of gorgeous art. I was just thinking, I can't remember the name of the booth, and they didn't have a business card when I went, but they did, like, derpy Pokemon art. Oh,
4: yes, you loved those. <laughs> oh,
3: my God, the the char- Oh, I
4: didn't see them. Call-
3: the, it was a Charizard, but they called it a Charizard. Oh, wait, yeah,
0: you did point it out. We were oh, laughing
5: for, like, five it minutes. It was
3: so great. I that was right
5: them. on the end of the aisle, yeah, right? it yeah. was
3: fantastic. Uh, Little Paper Forest was there, and... Um, I didn't buy anything from them this year. I I meant to go back and I didn't. What was the
4: company that was doing the Disney prints on sheet music?
3: Oh,
2: what was their? Do you have her card? You do. It's in the bag
0: with the print. The prints over there.
3: Oh, Oh, Ryan will go get the print. So uh, friends of ours are big into Disney, and I saw they had uh, beautiful sheet music with uh, Disney sketches on them or prints or whatever. Anyway, it's really nice. So I. Took a picture, asked permission, messaged it to them, see if they wanted any. So we got two prints for for Kim and Dan. Yep. Um, and Ryan is still rifling through the papers over there to find the business card because I don't remember the name of the booth. And he's back. It was. Try to read that one for you. Oh man, is that supposed to be? A, is that a heart? Is that what that?
2: Well, yeah, but it's the what the greater than or is less than symbol with the number three.
3: Yeah. I think it's supposed to be Geek at Heart. Hi, I'm Tracy. Find me at uh ww.geekatheart.deviantart.com or geek at heart com or at Instagram at geekheart So that's yeah. my shout out. She was so
0: cute. And the booth right beside them that so had excited. the the fantasy maps. I so like her on Instagram maps right of- now. Middle Narnia Earth. and the Middle Earth. Middle Earth and see, I didn't see the maps. And I saw that stuff, and but I didn't see the there maps. There was one called the Great White North, which was the representation of Canada. I think it was supposed to be representation of Canada as, from via America. So it like had Toronto and Winnipeg and like something listed as like. Just snow or oh, something. I didn't see that the, one. The, the, Like, but it was done in like that classic map, like yellowish papered style. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really neat too.
2: I did see the lined maps that you were talking yeah. about when we were having you were having your snack break or lunch uh, break. Lined maps. Well, it's
5: the, what, uh, one of the artists. And I don't know who. Oh, was, me neither. It was. It's it was okay. ended no up picking it up, but they take city maps, or they would take a city and then do a. Map or line drawing of all the streets. Okay. So the one that Ash had picked up was for Calgary, and it was a direct representation. So it was just a black, a black background with orange lines representing all the streets, and then stylized in the middle would be the city. So okay. It's like Calgary, but sort of in a in a font style that would match what you'd think Calgary would look like. Hmm. But it was it was pretty high detail because uh when he showed it to me i grabbed it and i could find exactly where uh we lived in calgary <laughs> it was like yep we're right there that's that's where my house was oh.
2: it was one of those things it that was neat. different yeah it's like yeah, oh okay uh-huh. i see what you're doing there it's like that's cool. It's different. You don't yeah. see that every day.
5: I like the guy who does the
0: fight posters. Yes. The Aliens vs. Predator, but it's like the old school, like, boxing, boxing. poster. Yeah, those are and neat, And it's too. got, like, the tail of tape at the, uh, on some of them and stuff like that. It's one of those,
2: every time we see them, we're like, oh, I should really pick one or two of those up. And we always forget, forget to. By the back. Like, it's when we leave, we're like, oh, we forgot to go to the guy with the fight posters. <laughs> and then, uh... Our, well, I guess, some friends of ours put out uh, their own magazine. Yeah, and had its first issue, Geek Enthusiast Magazine, with a large full-page image of someone at this table. Was
4: it not e? me? Was it me?
2: No, oh. no, we don't cosplay. Sorry. That's
4: true.
0: Not yet, anyways.
2: Well, yeah, full-size image, and then two smaller pictures too. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah. see them. I only saw the big picture. Yeah, we didn't get. To it was the big picture that stood out to me.
5: Well. It's Keith Enthusiast Magazine, so it's uh, uh, DL Cosplay, so Stephanie, uh, she's involved with it. Uh, Reggie Man Photography, who I've worked with many, many times, so he was featured in it as well, and a couple of his photos that they chose were one is a, of uh, Thor from back in 2015. And, oh, actually,
2: uh, I did see that one.
5: The lineup of the Helen Commandos last year, so... Um, and Jen, Jen Miley is, is, in, is in it too.
2: Yep. She's involved with them.
5: So there's, there's five of them who were involved. Um, it's fan run for fans. Do they have an idea of like a publishing schedule be Four this year? So, okay. Could, so it's quarterly could, in theory. So you could pre, pre buy the four issues or it was $25 for the printed issue. That's also digital. Uh, it's Canadian centric, so it's not just about cosplay, but it's going to be about geek them. They're gonna they're gonna eventually add articles like science based articles and that kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. this one here was was more was more well a lot of cosplay in it because Jen Jen's a cosplayer
2: and Steph's a cosplayer Steph's
5: and. and- and then there was cosplay features, so I had submitted uh, the picture of my unworthy Ragnarok costume, and that was chosen. The next issue is going to be uh, a Batman feature. Nice. So this one had, so it had the just the cosplayer spotlight, and then the theme was going to be uh, X-Men for this one. So Kevin St. Pierre was the, was the cover yeah. of it. But uh, the next one's gonna be Batman, so I've already submitted something for Batman. But they're they're also looking for contributors as well. So, uh, where can do they have a Facebook page? Yep. They have a Facebook page. Yeah, it's basically like it's Geek Enthusiast, Geek Geek Enthusiast Geek magazine. magazine. So you can okay. find it on Facebook and Instagram. So it's uh, their first run of the issues were sold out. They've, oh, that's yeah, pre-sales, good. sales pre sales were sold out before. Before Comic-Con, so they got another run of of uh, magazines printed just in time, so... Oh, good to hear. Yeah, I, uh, well, I picked up a copy, well, it's kind of a nice memento that I've oh, made, yeah. but the, the thing I really like, too, is so many of my friends are in it. Yeah. So, it was, you know, something that I like to be able to share with everybody, so...
0: So I got to do two shout outs here. Uh, one is to uh, Pop Squatch Designs. They do these really cool geek shirts out of a, a bleach sort of process. Yeah. Uh, I love my TARDIS
4: shirt.
3: Yeah, I, I, I bought a Louise one from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah.
0: I would have bought, they have a chopper one, but they didn't have it in adult sizes at the time. <laughs> um, but it looked awesome. I uh, really like their stuff. It's 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 subtle. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it, if you know what it is, it screams geek right away. But it,
2: otherwise, it's just like, oh, that's kind of that's a cool looking image or a yeah. cool looking t shirt.
0: Mm. Especially stuff like the the uh, the supernatural one they have that that's got like the their ward tattoo. Oh, okay. see, I didn't even it.
2: notice that one. It was
0: on the on the, the rack. rack. See, uh, I
2: did like the the Stargate one yeah. that just had like the the symbol for Earth's Gate with some Stargate. Yeah font underneath it and then uh i guess they had the the harry potter one with the deathly hallows logo mm. that one was pretty cool yeah. too
4: they had a captain america one uh with the shield
0: so you can find them at where which one is the website well they're on facebook under pop Squatch designs and instagram under a pop Squatch underscore designs um and uh Popsquatch Designs at or Popsquatchdesigns.etsy.com for their shop.
4: And that's P-O-P-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H. Yep.
0: And so here comes the Brent's a little bit more of the Brent's a moron who lost his pass, but it all turned out well in the end. Um I lost my pass on Friday, and the one thing they tell you when you get these passes is that they're not responsible for replacing them. If you're a moderator and exit exhibitor any of that sort of stuff you're not uh responsible at all for or they're not responsible for replacing it um i lost it and the two <laughs> how, tables i was at
2: how do you manage to lose how big is the pass uh, like four by six size yeah, <laughs> Is bigger it than a business card so it was bigger than the passes. Was it smaller than the passes we had to yeah, get in with? Was. Oh, or yeah. It was the
3: little thing he was wearing around his neck. He
2: oh, just, okay. Like, I didn't little... really see it. I yeah. thought it was a bit bigger. Th- okay. Yeah.
0: so But, yeah,
3: you can still make fun of them. It's cool.
0: So they were out <laughs> like of lanyards and out oh, okay. of the, the plastic pins to put them on your shirt. And I'm like, well, somebody I know will have one or I'll have one in my bag. And I did have one in my bag. But by that point, I guess I had pulled out my cell phone and I had lost the pass somewhere. So, he was blaming
3: me for texting him. Of course, know, it's all your I fault, didn't
2: Jen. Just say you. Uh-uh. I, well, was, all I know is it, it was, wasn't. He it tried was to blame just, me. I, he he tried he really. to say it was me, but it then was was I was
3: like, Oh, wait, Ryan.
2: <laughs> I didn't text you at all on Saturday. Yeah, no, was, so was, screw you, was, hippie. It was somebody
0: fit texted me, and I pulled out my phone and I lost my pass. So what happened was, was I checked Facebook and I got a message from somebody I didn't know. And they were very polite and did not sell my pass to somebody else, which they could have, and or given it to a buddy. They contacted me through Facebook. Luckily, I'm one of two Brent Chittenden's on Facebook, so the other guy lives in Michigan. And they're like, hey, we found your pass. If you're still in the building, come over to this booth, and we'll give it to you. And they had a booth called HodgePodge. Um, it's a lot of, like... They they had some notebooks that were kinda of cool looking, made out of superhero like they had covered the the, yeah, the she, covers with superhero. There's
3: there's two of them and she's a bookbinder, yeah. So she was making cool little notebooks and he's uh, an artist, so he was doing a lot he works of cool in designs. His so day job
0: made... is is he works for a mobile design or a mobile uh, video game company.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a custom notebook table slash or oh, sorry, booth. How many notebooks did you buy from them?
3: I didn't buy any. I was being good. I did buy an enamel pin, though, of a little Grim Reaper. It's adorable.
2: Yeah.
0: So um, he does, like, these cute art prints and stuff, and pins and stuff, and one of them had cats that were destroying a city.
3: Uh, oh, that I saw that and one. where they,
0: were, like, giant monsters? Yeah. Okay, I saw I, that.
3: I wanted to get that, too. <laughs>
0: so you can find them on uh, Twitter at, at uh, Y-U-D-O-A-R-T. And at jjchau, um, buy their stuff because they are very nice people, uh-huh. <laughs> and they help me stuff out a lot. Very
4: nice. It's if very you see them, stuff. if you
0: see their booth, what at, was
4: the pin you bought from them?
3: I bought it was like a little grim reaper,
0: but it's like a cute little grim. Yeah, reaper. he's a
3: cute little grim reaper. I'm, I'm gonna take your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that our me. our listeners could have seen the little dance you did when you said that. It was cute. <laughs>
0: Okay, so for the last thing, one of the things we've been threatening to do, who wants to open it? Oh, fine. Is at these conventions, you can buy surprise packs Wait, of you comics. Had a great- so we have bought a surprise pack. There are how many comics in it?
4: There are
3: eight comics. Marvel, Marvel DC,
4: three. and Indies. Marvel, three DC, and two
0: independent books. So we have no idea what's in them.
3: Not a clue. Although Kevin was able to identify, based on the very tiny bit of there color on one what, of the spines, yeah. what a book was. But it, we didn't buy that pack. No,
4: because I'm like, ah, it's a Millennium tie-in, which was a major DC crossover from 1988. I so was
3: very impressed.
4: <laughs> Kevin is going
0: to open up up the pack and give us each two comics.
3: We're going to read and review them
0: that we will not review for, live. Not right now. Yeah, for next <laughs> week because that would be really boring. It's just in this <laughs> panel.
2: Spider Man goes pop, smack,
3: bam. I mean, we could pause, but are no, going to? Are, no, no, no. are you going to just hand them out face down so we don't know what it is? Uh, I think
2: they're
0: they're kind of back kind to of, or front uh, to I front.
3: front.
4: Mostly this way. So let's do this. So go, or should we close our eyes? <laughs> uh, one, two. Three.
3: Are we waiting for the great reveal to pick it up?
0: Uh, oh, that one's not bagged and boarded. Neither
3: uh, is mine. Oh, this one is.
0: Savages.
4: There
3: we go. Uh, I only got
4: one. There we go. So, I, did, you, did you
3: get two? I yeah, got two. You got two. Okay.
0: We all okay. got two. Okay. So we'll do. We'll start with Jen with the reveal. What did you get, Jen?
3: I got the second life of Doctor Mirage. Mirage.
0: Is it, which Valiant era is that? Is a that?
4: Valiant book! Yeah, it's a Valiant. Valiant. Oh, that's ori- OG Valiant. Oh, I don't is know that, what
3: is it. Yeah, that's
4: an OG. What's what, what is that? I don't know Valiant.
3: what that means. Valiant,
4: old, like, Valiant was a comic. Original gangster. Valiant a was a school. comics company that started oh. in about ninety four, around the same time as Image. Uh, they, they were
0: very big for a short period. They of time. they
4: were they yeah they burned hot and then went away.
3: So my review, based just on looking at this cover, lots of skulls. Guy is very silver and has lots of spots.
2: Well, save that what for What issue the... number
4: is it? One? Yep.
0: Wow. So at least you got a starting point. Yeah. Hi,
3: Petra. Okay, the other thing I got was. Solar Man, first issue.
0: <laughs> you got a Solar Man of Adam? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Solar, Solar Man. Man?
4: Who the hell is Solar <laughs>
3: Man? And Not it's a, a Gal- Marvel book. It's a Marvel <laughs> book. The Galaxy's hottest new hero. Oh, he's. From do these things have years on them?
2: Uh, Is it a new it,
3: universe book? No, it I was know. a. I, you I have to
2: open it up and find the year.
4: It was. In the, in the it text. was going to be an animated. The 80s,
0: it was you can tell by g- the, the corner box.
4: It was going to be an animated series, and it never happened. Oh really? Yeah. Ah. Uh, I can't get like,
3: the tape off.
5: Kind of looks like other Man from Superman Four. He yes. kind of yeah, does a Or, or fire robots
3: and a giant silverhead guy. And oh, he his own little very droid happy. buddy. He looks very happy, maybe because he's from the.
0: And site. is it tied into the Marvel universe at no, all? I no, no. Okay, so it, it was, was going to be a, an entity unto itself.
3: Okay, I gotta look. In, I'm opening it to see what year it is.
0: Bubble Bobble it, came out on Nintendo. Where does it say the year. Isn't
1: the
5: fine usually print.
0: in the the bottom there?
3: January
5: 1989.
0: <laughs> smells Jeez. like an old comic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it that that old comics smell. smell. Like it's went like when you go into like it's
3: called mold. The, the
0: basement of Big V. It, like in Hamilton, it just smells like old comics. Yeah, you know paper. what
3: makes that smell? Mold.
0: Okay. Nerds, tears. Yep. What's I one? might even read that. Well, let Ryan
4: talk Wait, about I, it. I want to know where this
3: first. year is from, too. I'm, I'm going to guess
4: 1995. Game. Yeah. Four maybe?
3: This one doesn't have... To. Oh, there it is. This one's from 1993. Three? Oh. So the second life of Dr. Mirage is from 1993. Am I going to hate these? Yes. And, uh,
0: the value <laughs> book might actually no. be okay. Yeah. Or am it's... I going to
3: become a sudden Solar Man fan? No. Well, the you've now sudden... got a
4: complete run of Solar Man. Oh, <laughs> only did. they only did the one issue. <laughs> did they? I don't think there was any more.
2: Oh, that's I'm I'll take a picture of all of the covers. It it is. Is.
3: I'll kay. take a picture for our Instagram yeah. of all the covers once they're Ryan.
2: open. Okay, the first one is... Rand Thanagar War, sure. from uh, the lead up to inf- in- Infinite Infinite uh, Crisis, infinite crisis uh, which I did read Infinite Crisis. I didn't read the yes. Rand Thanagar War, but I know what the Rand Thanagar issue war. is. It cool. issue two of six. Oh shit!
3: <laughs> <laughs> so when you read that, have you not read the first one at all? No. I'm assuming. Nope. So I'm you not. have to guess what the first one is about. It's <laughs> a very on. dynamic cover.
2: Oh yeah, it's got uh, no, those. Uh, Kyle Raynor Green Lantern You got um, Adam, Adam Strange. Strange You got Hawk Woman You got some other thin- Thanagarians oh, That's Kilowog that. depowered by the looks of it Cause he's not uh, And the credits in- on the front say Gibbons There's a Dominator Huh
4: Is that Dave Gibbons? Yep, Dave Gibbons was the writer Lider on it, And Ivan Reis Yep, who's
0: doing the
2: terrifics. Yeah, I do enjoy Evan Race's artwork, so yeah.
0: that's okay. It'll be an alright book, other than you might be slightly confused because you don't have issue one. Because your second comic definitely
2: isn't from that same No, nope. It's got a Battletoads battle ad yeah. on the back. Oh! oh I got issue 350 of The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> Spidey versus Doc Ock.
3: I want to read Spider-Man. No, no. Doctor
4: Doom.
2: Dr. Doom. Sorry. Uh, I'll,
3: I'll trade you for The Second Life of Dr. Mirage. No. Plus, <laughs> Plus
2: Spidey's reunion with Uncle Ben. What? Can we see the, the cover there here? It says it on the Or cover. can I
0: see the cover? It's Which pretty good. era Spider Man is that? Is that a Larson?
4: Uh, uh, looks, yeah. yeah, it's Eric Larson signed oh, it on the yep, front. There we go. You're right.
0: Yeah. Good. So that would have been after McFarlane left uh, because he followed McFarlane, yeah. right?
3: Oh, they tried to sell this for four bucks. <laughs>
5: At one is, point uh, So 350 uh, May dies at, at 400 so. Oh, okay So we're
4: 1991 talking, is what it says on the front
5: I probably have all the ones leading up to that <laughs> I think I have a lot of them from The 320s on to the 340s Is it my turn? Yeah. That's your turn
4: Yep, My turn, number one is Ooh it's Blackhawk by Howard Chaikin, book three.
0: That was actually a good series, if I remember correctly. So it's a prestige correctly.
4: format book.
0: Yeah, there were. I think it's four issues.
4: Yeah,
0: so that you've got three. You've got it's issue when,
3: three. It's when we do stuff like this that reminds me just how into how big comic nerds you guys are. And Not my a other bad one thing. is just an observation.
4: It's an Eclipse comic called Prowler.
0: Not it's, to be confused with the the Marvel character of the no, same name,
4: it's two people wearing balaclavas and one with a really big gun and one with a gun
0: and uh, Tim
4: Truman oh really? and John K. Snyder the huh. third. Uh, looks like nineteen eighty seven yeah Eclipse comics,
0: which means that is probably owned by Todd McFarlane. Because he bought all of Eclipse's properties in a oh. in an effort to own Miracle Man. He bought them lock, stock, and oh. barrel. <laughs> uh. And Miracle Man was the one that didn't work out. So he oh, owns yeah. a lot of garbage. I
4: expected it to be black and white, but it's a full color book. Yeah. And Tim Truman story... Yeah, Truman's a good writer. He did. Yeah, yeah. He re- just finished a really
0: good run on Conan. Not and too long it's ago. it's all
4: copywritten to Truman and Snyder. Oh, so,
0: so maybe that maybe Eclipse didn't own that one.
4: Looks like Eclipse published it. <laughs> it sort of has a shadow vibe to it.
0: Well, you can give us a full it review looks like next. The week. front
3: looks like if the shadow was a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: That's an easy cosplay for you to do, but nobody will have any oh idea right, who that's you a, are. That's a deep pull right the there. Prowler's <laughs> got a purple mask and a cape.
5: Well, <laughs> who you are, not what you are.
3: <laughs> I, oh. I hope the next step of this isn't we have to cosplay as the people that... Um,
2: I'm good with that. I could be a Green Lantern
3: Although or Spider-Man. I, I could totally be Solar Man. <laughs> I mean, Black Hawk's
4: a pretty classic costume. I, I no, you should be the yeah. chick.
2: I have a...
0: I have a friend who uh, did Lady Blackhawk a couple of years ago, and she looked awesome. Like she did a really good job with the costume. So, what did you get, Brent? So, this is a '90s book by the look of the back because it's got uh, two. Uh, yeah, and two. Xbox. Nope. Well, it was an
5: Xbox yeah, so yeah. for for
0: tie two. Okay, I don't even it over. recognize that game. Flip it over. Oh, I got I got semi lucky here. I got a Jeff Loeb issue of Superman and Batman.
1: Oh, wait, Jeff Loeb, which one?
0: Carlos Pacheco, uh, Pat- Patacio. I never know how to pronounce it. Uh, Pretenders to the throne.
3: Oh, it's got Batman. Yeah,
0: and just, Superman. Yeah,
3: and Batman is. So this the storyline where Mount they
0: take over the?
2: United I have States. that at home.
3: It looks like it because Batman is Mount Rushmore.
2: I think it's like an alternate uh, timeline, timeline reality, something. Oh, uh, Uncle something, Sam's something.
0: in it apparently. But it should uh, be an okay read. Jeff Loeb's a, Jeff Loeb, other than Ultimates three, is usually a solid writer. If
2: you enjoy it and want to read the ones before and after, uh, just come by the house.
4: So let's you see have what that to, one too.
2: So what, what's oh, I've my, got that whole be a Marvel. I've book? got that whole run of Superman. It's gonna be a Marvel book, right? Because we got three DCs out there. Yeah, and only one
4: Marvel. Uh, two no, Marvel. One's oh, no, no, two Marvel. Solar and Man. Two independent,
2: and so yep. Yeah.
0: So da 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 da, da. Oh, oh
3: sweet <laughs> oh no
0: I got issue number eleven of Wonder Man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you mean sweet in a good way or a bad? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Anger and I don't Agnob. even remember him having his own
4: series.
5: I have, I have number one of that series. Yeah, I think
4: I might have number one of that series. I
0: remember. As well. m- I remember. They he used to be one of the ones uh, that would show up
2: in solo Avengers.
3: What's he fighting? A monster,
2: uh, uh, apparently.
3: Angkor.
2: Angkor, Angkor, Angkor. That's what it says. It says. Angkor, A N G K O R. He, he
4: drops he's, off he's a boat. He's fighting a Cambodian people. Oh, he's an there
2: Angkor? <laughs> wah,
5: wah. You know, one of that series, but it's one of those like, it you know, you never go and buy stuff like that. You just sort of it, it airs, ends up in your, you your collection some somehow. Of these comic books. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't read these, and then. You find all the people. It's like, well, it was a number one. It's probably
4: going to be worth something. No, 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 no it's not. I assume we were going to end up with an issue of Quasar here somewhere. So. Well,
2: this is pretty close, is pretty really. Close. Um, right time and period. So how Quasar, much? How much did this mystery pack cost? Ten dollars.
0: $10. So this Brian, is two fifty. <laughs> so this is a nineteen ninety two book. Um.
5: So probably the only book. Ooh, mine's oh, you
0: know what, dude? This is a fill-in issue. <laughs> so it's
5: a one-shot story?
0: It's written by Gerard Jones, and it's guest artist, guest anchor are listed. So it's probably somebody was late on a deadline mm. and couldn't make it. Oh, and there's a '80s work or 90s workout gym scene. And
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh,
0: this is going to be terrible. So mm. I guess
3: stay tuned to the next episode where we talk about these Potentially terrible, potentially wonderful comics. Is anybody like excited about what they got?
2: I'm, I'm kind of curious about the... Anyone... I'm cool with reading what I got. Yeah, I'm one, glad one I got these two out had, of the piles. This cause... is the this
3: is the era that I
0: really started reading comics again. This, the
4: Blackhawk book really intrigues me. Actually, um, of all the books that got pulled, the only one I know I've read is Rand Thanagar War Number no. Two. I have that. In oh, you two. do have that. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> I was—that was just when I was getting back into comics, and I went big onto all the big DC crossover stuff at the time. So yeah,
2: well, I enjoyed that of all the crises from that time period. I enjoyed Infinite, the infinite Crisis. Yeah, there was a lot of with those the death crises. of Superboy and did I get and the Superboy the that punched the other Superboy that punched the <laughs> no, wall to be of fair.
0: Honestly, that Doctor Mirage I one might like not Dr. be, Dr. be bad. Yeah. Because that was early. I'm excited on. to read them, honestly. <laughs> I think Doctor Mirage was like the second wave of those Valiant yeah. comics, so it's probably okay. It's a, it was like the fourth wave of stuff where they started losing like the original guys who were working on all yeah. those books. Is where it started falling apart.
3: I love all the Super Nintendo ads in that, or yeah, Super Nintendo game ads in that yeah. comic.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, this Prowler issue has a letters page
0: <laughs> for the nice. For the five people who are reaching it, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that that those reviews will be in an upcoming episode. <laughs> it should be pretty good, or at least a couple of them should be pretty good. Uh, especially the I think the Prowler and Wonder Man reviews will, and Solar Man will be the the three to listen for. I think <laughs> I, I think out of all of us, I think Ryan kind of won. <laughs> <laughs> like he got the best books out of the lot.
4: Oh well. I don't know. I, I, I'm still the eye black on, hawk, the, on the, the King only thing, black hawk.
0: The only thing with the black hawk one is just because you got like the third issue in the series, right? Like, that I'm might be the sure only Sure, I it.
4: can find the.
0: But that's that's back somewhere. when he was firing on all cylinders, oh,
3: yeah. too. I'm probably going to recycle these ones when I'm done. <laughs> unless somebody really wants them. Or unless no, no, I love them.
0: No, no, we will give them away.
3: <laughs> I can't wait
4: for a full report on Solar Man number <laughs>
3: one. <laughs> number one and only.
5: Hmm. There's an ad in yours for. Uh, Aerosmith versus Shadow.
0: Yeah, because that was one of the big tie-in books they did at books the time. Shadow Man. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow
3: Man, yeah. Oh, and it's that font that you could only get on like Commodore 64.
0: No. <laughs> it's not that old. The
4: Solar Man One of the reasons I know about it is because they did, I'm sure they made a pilot for the animated for an animated series. Oh so I think it's on my list. list.
3: How oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, as we end this episode, we shall end it as we do every episode with Geek Picks from the Table. We'll let uh, our special guest, Snowhawk Cosplay, go at first.
5: Alright, so I was at the Mart of Walls there a couple weeks ago, and I was pretty excited when I found that a Canadian comedy classic is now on DVD that you can purchase. The
4: Trouble with Tracy? Nah, oh.
5: Kids in the Hall. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> so, Kids in the Hall, like it was on DVD before, but it was only on Time Life, so they never had a, a wide release. Mm. So it's always been a tough one to find. So this one has all five seasons unedited, plus Death Comes to Town, the uh, reunion series. Yeah, the reunion series. So it was only like 40 bucks. so I figured when you can pick up all of Kids in the Hall. How
0: many seasons does it, did it run? It was five.
5: Five? And... Twenty twenty one episodes a season. Yeah, so I'm three quarters of the way through season one right now, and that's when it first introduces you to a lot of the characters, like uh, you know, Head Crusher and Buddy and and uh, Gavin. No, Gavin. Gavin's, Gavin's not Gavin until later. In there yet? Uh, the uh, Cabbage Head. Cabbage Head. Uh, the uh, the crushing your head guy. yeah, yeah Head Crusher's in it. It was kind of nice being unedited because there's quite a bit of swearing in season one. Huh. And
4: Well it was an HBO show in the States.
5: Yeah. And I know CBC they could get away with some stuff back Well there.
0: after it's what it, what was it after 9 or 10 o'clock you, the CRTC stops listening. <laughs> Yeah, No, yeah. like seriously, they, they stopped re- oh, really? reporting huh. ap- after yeah,
4: that, that time.
5: It used to be on at 9 o'clock on Thursdays. Mm.
4: So. Wasn't it on? Oh, I thought it was on Mondays. I thought it was on after Degrassi.
5: No, it was Thursdays it was on because Thursday used to be the big comedy night because uh. that's when Simpsons was on Thursday and uh, yeah. the kids in the hall. So, um, but no, it was great getting into the show and you just forget on how well that show was written the uh, the monologues and that kind of stuff and just the characters that they created so some of the stuff now I think is a little bit risky you couldn't you probably couldn't do it now um,
4: it was one of the first shows I know of that really had gay themes on it with characters like Buddy and,
5: yeah well and that wasn't really talked you know you'd have shows like Three's Company and that kind of oh, stuff yeah. but but that was one, yeah, where... Where he was, was openly gay.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, there was no two da- doubts um, about there's it. There's
5: another couple where Scott Thompson plays a character in blackface. Uh, oh. Mark <laughs> McKinney plays a character. Uh, he he plays a blues singer. Oh, yeah. Who uh, is dating one of the Kathys. So, oh, the Kathys. I like So, the they're going back and forth. Uh, which, that's... You, you yeah. You can do that on TV now, but... Uh, no, it... I always loved the show, and I've been looking for the DVD I, I'm, forever.
0: I'm thinking I might pick it up too. It's, it's
5: completely worth it for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's produced by Mill Creek, and it also comes with the digital copy. Which, oh, really? Yeah, which you can only watch on the Mill Creek website.
0: Oh, uh, you have to plug in the code, and then you have yeah. access to
5: it. But uh, no, that was that was a show I absolutely loved when I was in high school, and mm. and. Uh, that was something we looked forward to every Thursday night. It had been on reruns, but, it, you know, this way I could just binge and watch it as much my,
0: as I wanted. My favorite skit of all time is one where um, you see a work boot store, and it's a pair of work boots out in the, the front window with a price tag on it. And this guy buys a pair of work boots, and then they go for, like, the like one of those, like, you, you know... Um, Work like everybody piles by the truck and like we need like six guys, but you have to have work boots. And then like the they go through and it's like, are you wearing boots? Sure. You sure they're steel toed? Of course they are. And it scans down and it's like guys wearing like bunny slippers. And okay, bring it out. And they bring out an i beam and drop it on his feet. And like, of course, it smashes it. And they go through that. So finally, all the guys who got boots are on the truck and they're blindfolded they're driven out to the country and you just see like from the viewpoint of the guy with the blindfold on you can kind of see underneath it then it's all black from because the blindfold's covering it they're all ushered off the truck like here hey what are you doing what are you doing and then you hear the truck pull away and they all take off their blindfolds and all their boots are gone they're all like barefoot or in socks and it goes back to the boot store and they put the boots back in the front window with the price tag
1: back on them again I
0: just
4: love that skit I love <laughs> I don't the know I, why I love the short the tiny short bits in between the major sketches stuff like a hundred Helen's agree or yeah or,
5: or these are the Daves I know yeah I know. <laughs> or the
4: two cops <laughs> yeah that
5: just would hang out in the uh, like one of my favorite skits they ever did was the uh, the Voyeurs. I
0: don't know if I know that one.
5: They're paddling around Bay Street and they're hunting all the, the businessmen. And then uh-huh. they're going to sell all the suits back. It's like, uh, so what have you got for me today? It's like, I got some Perry Ellis and many, many are money.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we should, I wonder if, we should
0: talk to Gary and see if he'll come on. Um, we I won't give away too much just to keep some of this privacy, but one of the, the writers for Kids in the Hall shops at our comic shop. <laughs> He, he lives in, I think, Aurelia or even past Aurelia somewhere. Not sure where he lives. Um, he, he also worked on... Um, Other uh, things. With, no, uh, he worked on Mad TV, TV for yeah. a couple seasons. And uh, what was that one that was on Space? Uh, something in the Book of Evil.
2: Todd in the oh, Book he of he Evil.
0: He was working on that, too.
2: I've got season two of that on DVD. Yeah.
0: It, it, I talked to him when I was working for Byte TV about interviewing him and then Byte sort of fell apart so but uh should talk to him one of these days he's got some really good stories and I've heard stories from, like it's weird because I heard on the Nerdist Patton Oswalt was on it and he was telling a story because he was a writer on that first season of Mad TV and he was telling a story about somebody getting in an argument with the network and I realized it was Gary they were talking about like I know that guy sort of <laughs> I've met him like a couple times
5: well the one thing with Kids in the Hall I think it also an influence comedy. Did you ever see them live? Oh, yeah. I never saw them live. No. They
4: came to the year and a half I spent at the University of Waterloo. They came and did a show there. Yeah. So I got to see them
5: live. So, no, I think they're they a big influence on comedy, much like SCTV was. So. Mm. SCTV is the other one that I'm trying to find on DVD.
0: Good luck. Every
5: time it shows up on Beat Goes On, it, it's not even there a day. Yeah. It's really snagged. But, uh, nope. And, it,
0: and it's not on YouTube either. No. Like, it's they did have an official channel that had a couple of skits, but I don't think that's even up and running anymore. Ryan, let's go with your geek pick.
2: Uh, my geek pick was the uh classic movie that I, I bought at, <laughs> oh. the, the, at the 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 wall of Mart, the Marts of Walls, or whatever the hell. Walls, the yeah. of walls. Uh, for the low, low price of $8, I picked up the Blu-ray. Was it the tw- anniversary edition? It was
0: an anniversary of some sort. I couldn't tell you what year.
2: Of The Last Starfighter.
3: Oh, I really want to watch, watch that. that.
2: Well, now You're, you can. Because
3: I remember watching it on TV when I was a kid, and I only remember like very small pieces of
2: it. Same here. Is it and terrible? Just, no, it is. Is it good? It's, it's good. I don't it's one remember of, a plot. It's not cheesy. Like the plot is. it's pretty thin. But it's an eighties, you know, sci-fi movie that wants to be you know, like in the realm of Star Wars or things like that, but you know, doesn't have the money to be that.
3: Sweet.
2: Has the kind of special effects along the lines of Battlestar Galactica. hmm And uh I sat down, I watched it last night, and I kept expecting it to get, okay, to be like, oh, my God, okay, here's the bad. And it was like, no, I just kind of went along. So I got a good, like, oh, this is actually a decent movie. Like, it's not horrible. It's not, you know, it's not horrible. It's not bad. It's not great. It's a decent movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And the whole time I'm watching it, I just was thinking, why don't we hear anybody doing anything with this license? Because yeah. you, you'd think it would be prime for a reboot or a new like with today's special effects. something I
0: remember hearing somebody wanting to reboot it a couple of years ago, but nothing ever came out of it.
2: because I would think the best plan would be to do you know keep the other one in continuity and have it be because the movie The movie ends with him going back to help rebuild the the Fighters because he was the last one. Mm. And so, if you did a movie that was, you know, if you did the time jump and it, maybe the movie follows his younger brother.
5: Yeah, but does The Last Starfighter still have the same following?
2: I don't know. Uh, does it have any kind I, of a following? You, you did really it have a big following?
5: To...
2: The Last Starfighter, did it have a big following? Mm, I, I don't. I, I think it
5: did be okay. Being an 80s kid, I'd never remember it being a big movie.
2: Yeah. So.
5: But
4: I just think you could even. You know. i put it on par with Tron. Look yeah. at
5: how Tron Legacy did. Tron Legacy is good. It's good.
4: I'm not saying it's not good, but it wasn't a huge hit.
0: Not Legacy Tron, the original Tron. I would, I agree with Kevin. I would put Last Starfighter up on kind of the Tron level.
4: There's yeah, that, that enemy mine.
0: Enemy mines
4: one of those good ones. Alien that everybody nation. Forgets now, about. but they're all in the, that that seems yeah. sort so. So,
2: I was thinking about Alien Mine while I was watching this. And I wanted to look it up, but I didn't because the one Alien guy reminded me of the look of the it's alien in alien and, uh, Enemy Mine. When I was
0: a kid, I always got them confused or thought they were kind of part of the same movie.
2: I almost thought maybe they just reused the same makeup, but I didn't might have I I didn't actually look it up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> But and that was, was Lou, my pick. Lou Gossett Jr. Is the alien in Enemy Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin...
4: I'm just going to do a brief update on my list viewing from my giant nerd list. Oh, God. Uh,
0: What year are we in?
4: I am now at the fall of 1979.
0: Oh, so you're almost into the 80s.
4: I finished Wonder Woman recently. It ends badly. Oh, so badly. They tried to change direction for the show in the last episode, and they wrote out Steve Trevor, and they moved her to um, Los Angeles, where there was a... Small black child who sold apples and newspapers to i a d c members in their in their headquarters, it didn't make any sense at all, well, season, and I can understand. season
5: three didn't have much of Steve Trevor to begin with, no, so. but he wasn't even in the last
4: episode. At all, and the show just petered out. It was bad. Uh, most of the television of 1979 that I that's on my list is bad. There's good. And I'm saying there's not good TV out there, but the stuff I put on my list is pretty bad, uh, especially the cartoons. But the summer of 1979 had some very good movies, and here's what I watch back to back to back: Alien, The Muppet Movie, and Moonraker.
3: I thought that was going to be one movie for a second. I'm like, there's an alien Muppet movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Muppets in space, <laughs> uh, and also no,
3: Time alien. After Time
4: with uh, that's the
0: Jack the Ripper movie, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, with H.G.
4: Wells comes to the f- comes to the present to try to catch Jack the Ripper who stole his time machine. Those are good movies. Those are some good movies. So I would. Uh, highly recommend all of Well Moonraker's highly... not great. It's As James fun. Bond movies go, it's fun.
0: It's it it provided GoldenEye with the absolute worst weapon in the entire game. Yeah. The the laser from from Moonrakers in
4: GoldenEye? Oh,
2: is it?
0: Yeah, it's garbage.
4: <laughs> but Alien and the Muppet Movie and Time After Time all very good movies so Time the,
0: After Time I'd like to, to watch again. Mary
4: Steenburgen. Yep. And um uh, Malcolm McDowell. I watched it with my grandmother.
0: My grandmother liked good movies. Jen, your geek pick.
3: So my geek pick is um, a manga that I picked up at uh, Comic Con. They had uh, a, a deal that was both wonderful and terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who was it? Who had the deal? Was it
3: conspiracy? Yeah, it was. Conspiracy. Yeah, it wasn't had...
4: that good a deal, but there was just
3: a lot of stuff there that you
4: wanted. Yeah,
3: it was. <laughs> You know, if you bought five, you got a dollar off each issue. And I'm oh, like, mm, that's not a great deal, but I'm already holding three. So I might as well get two more. <laughs> Ryan's face palming. That's
2: like, I only want to buy this one thing on Amazon, but if I <laughs> spend another $15, I'll get free shipping. And next thing you know, you've spent 90.
3: Yeah. Okay. But I'm really glad I did pick this up. So the manga is called The Girl from the Other Side, uh, story and art by Nagabe. N-A-G-A-B-E. I took a picture of it and put it on our Instagram. And I've only read the first volume. I bought volumes one and two.
0: How many volumes is it? Do you
3: know? As far as I know, there's only four so far.
0: Okay, so you have to get the other two.
3: Yeah. Um, And it's really interesting. So it's kind of like a uh, creepy fairy tale type of... Well, not even that creepy, but it's like a fairy tale type story where there is the inside and the outside in this world. And the... um, uh the people who live on the inside are normal humans and the people who live on the outside are cursed and they become these monsters and from what i can tell <laughs> from what i can tell from the first volume um the the monster character in this is called the teacher and he has a, a little human girl who he does not want to touch because he doesn't want to curse her and turn her into an outsider um and it's just she's been abandoned i think by the humans and i'm not sure why so it's really interesting so far so if you like manga uh i highly recommend that you uh at least pick this one up and give it a shot because it's pretty good so far and squirrel girl of course it is distracting me by deconstructing a comic book it was just in
2: a plastic bag very oddly yeah, it wasn't. It had no flap. It was flap a heat sealed completely in the bag. Oh, and the, the, the board old was in The comics we,
0: we opened <laughs> up are getting traded
5: around the table. Right hey, now. I might not get a chance to read this uh, Spider Man 350.
0: Yeah. Um, so, my, uh, my geek pick uh, I think I picked this series before, but now it's season two. Um, I recently finished off the second season of Happen Leonard. It's uh, based on a series of books by Joe R. Lansdale, who writes. Um, I don't know how you would do it. They're kind of like detective books, but not like they're not really heavy duty on the mystery side of it. It's sort of like imagine that, like a Hardy Boys book for adults. Like there's sex and a lot of violence in them, but like they just kind of the main characters happen, Leonard aren't detectives. They just kind of fall into being detectives. Okay. Like they fall into these mysteries. And each season, uh, I believe it's on.
2: uh one and two are on Netflix. They're Canada. on Netflix
0: in Canada in the States, it's on um Sundance. Okay. And each season is only six episodes long. And the first season I, I rather enjoyed, but I, I've read the books and stuff. The second season was just really good. Okay. And uh what I've mentioned to Jen is what one of the things the show has really done well at is casting for one. Um it's james purfoy is one of the main characters and michael k williams is the other they're both really good actors uh the first season had christina Hendricks in it yes it did um the second season uh brian dennehy is kind of like an antagonist in it and brian dennehy is one of those character actors that i just absolutely love no, he's not dead. That's what I was <laughs> No, he, he just hasn't been in anything for a while. I guess probably like it's unfortunate a lot of people our age were like just remember Brian Dennehy as Tommy Boy's dad, <laughs> but he did so much other good work Sheriff before Rambo. that. Yeah, Sheriff and Rambo. Um he was in a TV movie or miniseries about John Wayne Gacy where he played John Wayne Gacy. That it, he was just fantastic in. Like mm. that's one of those things that one of these days, somebody should release that on DVD, because it was a really good, really well-done version of that serial killer story. But anyways, um, yeah, the second season of Happen Leonard is really good, and the show has also mastered the art of doing a subtle hint at what the next season is, but it's a hint that will grab you to make sure that mm. you watch the next season. And the the one for this one was fantastic. So I'm not going to give it away here. I might tell you guys off the air. but So that's Netflix, Happen Leonard, Season 2. If you haven't watched Season 1 yet, watch Season 1. Then watch Season 2. And that is it for the show. But it's not it for our Toronto Comic-Con coverage.
4: What?
0: Because I did a couple interviews and a panel. So uh, in the very near future, you are going to hear interviews from our good friend Jay Fosgett uh, about the success of the... Bodhi Troll Omnibus and what's in the future for uh, Jay's uh, workload in the upcoming months and year. Uh, we will also talk to Adam Gorham, who is a, uh, uh, I think he's out of Oakville or Mississauga at this point, local boy, uh, who has done very well with Marvel as of late. His last book was, um, he did Rocket Raccoon. Uh, I think it was just called Rocket. He was the, one of the last artists on that run. Where it was the 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 thief series where they're pulling off the big heist that okay. was, Adam drew that and now he's on the new the new the new mutants series it's awkward to say um, and he is absolutely killing it he showed me a preview of uh, one of the future pages that it hasn't been published yet
1: and it's just. Oh.
0: But I'm not allowed to say anything. He said, I believe it was take this to your grave kind of shit <laughs> when he showed it off.
2: On his table, he had a, uh, I think it was issue four of that trans- uh, Turtles uh, Ghostbusters crossover. Did he do the cover?
0: He did the covers okay. for Hot Topic. Oh, okay. Which I've got three out of four of them. Uh, yeah, and he he ran out of comp copies of the, <laughs> I think it's issue two I'm missing. Oh, uh um issue two or issue three but yeah he, he's he's one of those guys who has slowly worked his way up doing like bits and pieces here like uh, he's also doing covers for um jughead the the hunger the the werewolf yep jughead i did see that on right this now too yeah. yeah uh amongst other things so so we have words from him and we have the legends panel that i hosted that uh was starring a uh Uh, Dave Dorman, who is famous for painting a lot of Star Wars stuff and Lucasfilm stuff. Who we bought prints from. Who we bought prints from. Very nice guy. Howard Mackey, who wrote – he brought back Ghost Rider in the 90s. He's the guy who basically created Danny Ketch, the the second Ghost Rider character. And um, he also wrote a crap ton of Spider-Man, like a lot of Spider-Man. and He he was one of the writers on the original Clone Saga, for instance. And John McRae, who uh, currently draws uh, Dicks. <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> it's, a comic it book. it's a comic book dicks. called Dicks. It's written by Garth Ennis. Um, he also used to draw for DC a book called Hitman. And he is one of the funniest people that I've ever had on a panel. He tells uh, two great stories at the end of it. Because originally he was only going to give the audience a choice. And then Howard Mackey's like, no, 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 no. Screw that. We need to hear both of those stories because I need to know what happens at the end. And he added to my lexicon the phrase Kobayashi Maru the motherfucker. (laughs) So I (laughs) could... It it it's entertaining even if you don't like comics. Once you get to the John McCray part, it just becomes entertaining. So, those will be coming up in the next coming weeks, and we will be back in two weeks with a regular episode. And there's also an interview with Jimmy Palmati coming up. So that like there's tons of there's stuff. Too
4: he, much of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you love us, right? Like, of course uh, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we're nice to your ear holes.
3: And a big shout-out to any new listeners we have who may have heard about us at the Comic-Con. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're enjoying the show.
0: Yeah, it, it, we had a we had a great show. We met a lot of cool people who all seemed interested in the podcast. So hopefully a couple of you are still listening after all this. But in the meantime, so for Jen, Kevin, Ryan, and special guest Snowhawk Cosplay, this is Brent saying, seeing you, well, I would say two weeks, but we're probably going to have more stuff up in the next week, so... We, we will see you shortly. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Set your phasers to sexy.
0: You've been listening to the True North Nerds recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds. On Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at nerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it.
1: Set your phasers to sexy.